finances, investing, estate, and retirement planning? Well, I went to school, so you don't have to. Welcome to Finances and Charitable Giving. Finances and, in conjunction with my company, Capital Coaching, helps people achieve their financial goals through personal, tailored, and attentive financial coaching services. I create successful financial plans by examining your spending and saving habits, and then guiding and educating you to your own personal success. Coaching services includes evaluation of your spending plan, building your savings, financing your retirement, and examining your insurance needs while planning for your individual goals. Please contact me at capitalcoaching.net to make an appointment for your free consultation. It's the season of thinking of others, and it's not uncommon to consider giving more at this time of year. And as good as your intentions are, it's worth spending a little bit of time and making a plan to maximize what you're giving and any benefits that you might be able to claim through your giving. Planning for tax breaks with your charitable giving means that you'll have more money to give to many worthy organizations that are 501c3 charities or foundations. But it can also mean that your estate, tax, and financial plans are working for you. There is no best choice, so you'll have to listen and decide what makes sense for your personal situation. To make a charitable donation, you must be giving money to an organization that qualifies for charitable donations. These include public charities, private foundations, federal, state, and local governments. If you're not itemizing, you might deduct up to $300 from your gross income, and that's the money before tax. According to the annual report on philanthropy, we give mostly to religious groups with about 31% of all donations. This is followed by donations to education, human service, and foundations receiving the next highest at 14, 12, and 11% of the donations. Cash is the simplest form of donations. Once you donate the amount you choose, you can deduct that same amount you give, as long as you don't receive any goods or services for that donation, like a t-shirt or a membership to an organization are examples that come to mind. If you do, you subtract the value of what you received before claiming it on your taxes. So if you give $100 and you get a $30 shirt, you can claim $70 on your taxes as charitable giving. Any contributions over $250 requires a receipt, including any of the goods or services that you received for that donation, a description of what you received, and your best good faith estimate as to the value of that item. Oftentimes, charities actually tell you that value. Think of NPR telling you that you get a polo shirt with your gift level and that it's valued at with some dollar amount. Cash is one of the simplest ways to share your charitable funds and is probably the most common way of giving. Gifting stocks to a charity has two benefits. By giving it to a charity, you won't have to pay any capital gains taxes on the appreciation that it might have made. And as long as you have held the stocks for more than one year and one day and they're worth more than what you paid for them, you can deduct from your taxes the full current fair market value of that stock. This means that you give the stock away instead of selling it and giving the cash to the charity. You'll actually save 20%. In other words, it's what is equal to the capital gains tax on that same gift. In this way, you can share more with your charity or give and still have more money for yourself. This includes donating stocks or even Bitcoin. But whatever you decide to donate, it needs to be received by the charity by the end of the year. Donating real estate that you've had for more than a year means that if you itemize, you can eliminate the capital gains tax that you would have had to pay if you sold the real estate and donated the proceeds. 
It's like donating stock, and it means you'll save that 20% and have more money to donate. You can claim the fair market value of the property for your deduction, which again means that you have more money for giving or for yourself. With real estate, you'll need to get the property appraised. You'll need to consider the selling price, the replacement cost, and the opinion of experts when donating, as well as the prices of comparable or comparable properties that have been sold nearby. This is a circumstance where consulting with a tax CPA might come in handy. There are lots of moving parts that you may be well served to pay a pro to do this for you. Everything mentioned prior is something that an individual can donate on their own. The next three require some professionals to help set up using. Private foundations are their own charities set up as a charitable trust or corporation. This is a wonderful choice if you're interested in getting your family involved in the joy of giving. Private foundations do have tight tax laws and restrictions, but this way of giving does mean that an individual can receive the grant money and that you will always be in control of the assets that you've donated to the foundation. Sterling Foundation Management explains that the private foundation is a not-for-profit entity that can be set up in as little as 24 hours. They can help manage the tax aspects as well of keeping records so that you'll just need to choose who will be getting your donations. They'll also assist with setting up a board and who will serve on it. You'll be choosing your own name, deciding how much you want to start with your foundation with, and who's going to be receiving it. Donor-advised funds are another way that you can support charitable organizations that you care about. They are a tax-advantageous way to give, but differ from private foundations because after you donate cash, stocks, and even cryptocurrencies and take an immediate tax deduction, the funds cannot be returned to the donor or even an individual or used for anything other than granting to charities. Additionally, these funds grow while you decide what charities you would like to support even after your death. Pooled income funds offer a way to create income but want to give to a charity as well. In this fund, as the name states, you're going to pool your money with others. Money's paid out to you and to other donors, dependent on your share of the fund, in quarterly payments for life. Then, when you die, the remainder is donated to charity. The assets that are donated qualify for a tax deduction, depending on the fair market value of the gift the age of the donors, and the rate of return on that mutual fund. But it's a lovely way for you to receive money and then at your death be able to provide someone else with funds. Finally, charitable trusts are an option. There are two types of these trusts, charitable lead trusts and charitable remainder trusts. Lead trusts let you move assets into the trust and donate to charities yearly. Any money left in the trust at the end of the pre-established period of time can be given out to either beneficiaries or kept in the trust. The tax deduction can be taken immediately and is based on the value of the income received. This will need administration management as well, though. The other trust, a remainder trust, is different in that the donors are paid out of the trust before the charity. There are many ways this can be calculated, but any and all donors receive payments in either a set amount annually or a set percentage based on the balance of the trust. These cannot be revoked or canceled and must distribute money to either the donor or charity. Some of these are fairly complicated and require professionals to set up and manage, while others can be done easily as an individual. But charitable giving should be a part of your financial plans, no matter how big or small your giving can be. Because it not only benefits you, it benefits charities that you have a stake in helping. 
Thanks for listening to Finances and Charitable Giving. I know you chose to listen and I'm grateful. If you enjoyed this episode, please follow or subscribe for free in your podcast provider or share your favorite episode with a friend. Consider leaving a review because it brings financial education to others and it helps people find me more easily. Please let me know what questions you'd like answered or any topics you'd like me to cover by going to our website at financesand.net and leaving a message. You can also contact Capital Coaching for your personal financial needs at capitalcoaching.net. Finances and does not provide tax or legal advice, and nothing in this podcast can be construed as such. Always consult a tax, accounting, or legal professional for advice on your specific situation. Remember, I went to school, so you don't have to.